What we do at MicroWorks is we take a tray and we replicate those conditions in the forest floor. And we grow the mycelium into that tray, but we grow it in such a way that the mushroom never sprouts because we don't want a mushroom to grow. We want very dense sheets of mycelium to grow. And through some tricks, we are able to grow this very strong, dense sheet of mycelium. And we call that fine mycelium. We take those fine mycelium sheets off and then we're able to process them to make a finished leather-like product. I am Susie Menkes, and you are listening to my podcast, Creative Conversations. As a journalist reporting on the global fashion industry, I want to take you backstage and give you an insight into my world. Listen to my exclusive conversations with creatives, industry leaders, and those whose voices have some of the greatest impact. I think you might find it interesting and maybe intriguing. The words sound like another language. Mycelium, Sylvania, Microworks. Then came more expressions that have already entered our vocabulary. Biomaterial or sterile environments. Matt Scullin, CEO of Microworks in California, talks to me about a material that looks and feels like leather, but comes out of the earth with no reference whatsoever to animals. Now Hermes, with a fashion lifetime of leather goods, has found out what Mother Earth can create with zero waste. And Matt Scullin is going to explain to us which way fashion's relationship with animals is now moving. Oh, Matt, I, I wish I were in um, San Francisco to um, see you. It was wonderful when you took me round your microworks, the headquarters um, in Emeryville, seeing how you were working and what you were doing. And I got to see this wondrous mushroom leather and let my hands on your materials. And that made me feel that we are living in a mushroom renaissance. Evidence suggests that they were used in religious rituals 6,000 years ago. And now we're making handbags out of them. Is it a miracle or is it all a bit mad? <laughs> well, I would say it might be a combination of the two of those things and also a lot of incredible ingenuity by our co-founders, Phil Ross and Sophia Wang, and a lot of engineering and a lot of science that our team has put into it as well. You know, mycelium is this incredible material that Phil Ross, as an artist originally, as a sculptor, before he founded Microworks, was using to turn into, to, to, to sculpture, to his fine art, but really to understand how a living being could be manipulated and engineered and controlled to be turned into new things. And through this endeavor, uh, of course, he became a, a world-renowned artist, but he studied the science. He brought in other people who knew the science. And we've been able to take this naturally occurring material, which is mycelium, and turn it into something that we call fine mycelium, which is an elevated version, which does so much more than what the naturally occurring mycelium can do. Well, I want to ask you rather a baby's question. What is the magic of mushrooms? or the pressure from a new generation who feels increasingly uncomfortable about wearing and walking in animal skins. 
Can you give me a bit of background and explain both the attitude of a new generation and how they feel about live leather and how you really envisage you can work in a way that produces a similar thing to leather, but is, of course, completely different in its origin? Yeah, so I think first it's really important to recognize that when we buy something in a store, whether it's fashion or luxury or otherwise, we are buying something as a representation of who we are. And this is becoming more and more so with younger generations where purchases are being made around self-actualization, whereas previously maybe in luxury, you know, an older generation might be buying luxury or maybe bought luxury uh, for status. Uh, Increasingly, the definition of luxury is more blurred and it is more about this idea of, of, of identity and becoming who we want to be through our purchases and through identifying with not only the brand, but the provenance of what we're buying, the materials that are within it, the uh, labor practices that were used to make it, the overall sustainability profile. So we live in this very connected world now. We live in a transparent world, one where we expect and young generations expect the information about of a fashion or luxury good to be out there, to be, to be, to be knowable. And what's incredible about mycelium is that mycelium is sort of like the internet of the natural world. It's this fiber that exists in the forest floor, connecting trees, allowing different organisms to communicate in nature. And mycelium furthermore has this incredible sustainability profile as Microworks makes it in this form of fine mycelium and represents, I think, not only a shift towards more sustainable values, but more connected values and values that are really around transparency. And this is what we can bring to this industry with fine mycelium and what this industry is looking to bring into their own products to appeal to this growing segment of younger consumers who are spending money on fashion and luxury and want to understand the thing that they're buying. Where does it come from? What does it represent? What are its values? And so there's an opportunity here to connect with new consumers through their values. And that's where Find Mycelium is playing a very important role to the brand partners who we're working with. Tell me something. I don't know very much about the um, Rishi mushrooms or any of the others. Could you give me a run through and what you can do to turn all these piles of nature's landfill into a handbag. Yeah, so let, let me explain our process a little bit because uh, it's quite fascinating. You know, mycelium, you can think of it as the roots of mushrooms. Uh, in the forest floor, you have mycelium snaking through uh, the, you know, the, the underpinnings of the forest or through uh, a tree that might be rotting. And then every once in a while, you will see its fruiting body, its reproductive organ sprout, which is the mushroom. But behind the mushroom, you have this vast network of these fine threads of mycelium. And mycelium is really the the interesting part of the organism. It's the living body. What we do at Mycoworks is we take a tray and we replicate those conditions in the forest floor. And we grow the mycelium into that tray. But we grow it in such a way that the mushroom never sprouts because we don't want a mushroom to grow. We want very dense sheets of mycelium to grow on the surface of our tray. And through some tricks, through a proprietary process that we have and many patents that we have, 
we are able to grow this very strong, dense sheet of mycelium uh, in this tray. And we call that fine mycelium. And then we peel that fine mycelium sheet off of the surface of the tray after a few weeks. Um, and we have these trays stacked up in our production facility here in Emeryville and soon to be a much, much larger facility in South Carolina here in the U.S. And we take those fine mycelium sheets off and then we're able to process them uh, sometimes with partners such as Hermes to make a finished leather-like product. Um, in the case of Hermes, one called Sylvania and with our other customers, one that we call Reishi. And so the finished uh, material has this incredible hand feel. It has this warmth, this softness, this emotional connection. When you touch it, it brings you joy. You, you, you know that it's natural. I mean, Susie, you got to feel it and it was great seeing your reaction to it. And it's something that is not animal. It's, it's not leather. It's a new thing. It's a new category of material based on this technology fine mycelium and really can become so much more because while it grows, we can turn it into different things. We can replicate through one type of growth process, the suppleness of a lambskin versus another type of growth process, more of the, um, the, the structure of say a calf hide. So it's really this versatile platform that we have, this fine mycelium platform that we've invented that allows us to go make many different materials that can be used in leather-like applications and even beyond. Can I ask you something? I was very intrigued when I tried in a usual journalist way to run around at the back of your offices and I was told very firmly, no, you can't go in there. So of course I put all my attention in trying to see what it was and it looked like nothing less than something at the back of my garden that I hadn't quite started to clear up properly. What was it? What is it? What's its importance? So. We brought you up to the clean room that we have at Microworks. Inside the clean room is where we have our trays stacked. And we keep that environment very clean. So it's less about uh, secrecy and more about security for the organism. Uh, anyone who comes in is a vector of infection. And as we all have learned a lot about that over the past couple of years with the pandemic and all, uh, mycelium is a sensitive being. And when we grow it, particularly in its earliest stages, it needs a sterile environment. So our workers who come into the plant, uh, they gown up completely in a clean suit. Uh, they exercise a bunch of very uh, special uh, sanitation protocols to make sure that they're not introducing any sort of other bacteria or fungus into the trays where we grow our, our material, which ensures a very high quality uniform fine mycelium sheet grows in every single tray. And I'll say we've gotten our infection rate down to well, well below 1%. So all of our procedures are working and we were growing a lot of really great fine mycelium. So tell me now about your partnership with Hermes to produce their classic Victoria travel bag. We're told, I think you told me, that it took three years to make. Now I know that Hermes has got exceptionally high standards and since its foundation in um, 1837, it's been making saddles and handbags and shoes. And all of them, apart from the clothing, have been in leather. And in this classic family-owned Parisian house, is it really honestly daring to think of the post-animal world? Well, I am not going to conjecture that, that there will be a, a post-animal world. And nor do I think that Hermes would necessarily venture to conjecture that. But I do think that Hermes recognizes, like we do, 
that mycelium is this material that has incredible potential and is something of high quality, of a newness that is appealing on its, on its own uh, to all consumers of luxury, all clients of luxury. But furthermore, that there is this segment of, of people that maybe the existing luxury industry is not fully appealing to yet, a segment that wants to have very high quality leather goods, but with a value system that is, is more of their own. So our partnership with Hermes is, has been uh, one of, of incredible uh, collaboration and patience. We have really been on a journey together to take fine mycelium and turn it into something that is exceptional. And this has been, uh, it's, it's been difficult. I mean, we have had to solve some very, very difficult challenges. We continue to solve difficult challenges with the material, but we have a commitment to quality at Microworks that echoes that of Hermes. And that's how I think we've seen eye to eye from the get-go and how this partnership has been very natural since really the first meeting we did where Hermes came to visit Phil Ross and I happened to meet Michael Works just around that time and was able to be a part of that meeting. And what I saw is that these were two creators, two creators who really just wanted to make something wonderful for the world. And that's what this collaboration is fundamentally about. And through Sylvania, we've been able to elevate fine mycelium to something that uh, we, we didn't think was even possible years ago. And so it's been a, a wonderful collaboration. And I think it's really just the start. We're on the ground floor being able to do so many interesting things together. extraordinary that the humble mushroom has become so important in the race to substitute leather with mycelium. What does this invention mean to the world in terms of waste? Is it in fact a zero waste product? Yeah, so mycelium uh, and our fine mycelium is an incredibly sustainable product, virtually any way that you measure it. When it comes to waste, uh, this is a product that does not have well, there's many different types of waste in leather. It doesn't have the sort of uh, water effluent that might be contaminated with chromium. Um, it doesn't have as high a degree of cuttings and shavings off of the material. You don't have to remove fat and hair, of course. It really is an option that brands can use to reduce waste, to lower their carbon footprint, to reduce water use, uh, to adopt something that's biodegradable. All of these things are, are great benefits over some of the materials that exist today. And I think it's important to note that sustainability really means so many things right now. And what Fine Mycelium really is, is a platform to engineer and tune the material that a brand might need. Because not only can we tune the sustainability profile, maybe a, a brand favors something that is incredibly high strength and they would like to have a high performance fiber embedded into the mycelium, like a Dyneema or a Kevlar. That's something that we can do um, with the material. And maybe it doesn't become biodegradable at that point, but it could still have a, lo a lower carbon footprint versus uh, a mycelium that has nothing embedded in it and is very, very sustainable, might have a different application set that it's used for. So I think what's most fascinating about what we're doing at Microworks is that we're able to create many materials across a broad range of different performance and sustainability attributes 
which will allow us to access the, the lion's share of this market and, and be able to go after many different applications as we already are and already have and produce leather goods with our brand partners that span a very wide range of applications. There are, of course, other companies, some in San Francisco, which are also on the case. I'm thinking of Bolt Threads, who make Milo for Stella McCartney. Do you work together ever with these um, other companies to achieve the ultimate goal of succeeding in producing mushroom leather as a substitute? Or do you see them as rivals? Well, I think I think de facto we are all working together right now. This whole field is a rising tide. And it's very important that there are multiple companies in this space working on the problem because it's a big problem and the industry needs solutions. You know, Michael works as the leader in this field of mycelium materials. Uh, we make something very different from these other companies, our, our, our quote unquote competitors uh, in this space. We, we're a very different company from all of these others that, that are making different types of leathers, whether they be from mycelium or cactus or pineapple or whatever it might be. Uh, Microworks is really the only company that is growing sheets of biomaterial that have the sort of properties that are necessary to make it into finished leather goods. Uh, many of the other approaches in this field are about taking fibers of a substance such as mycelium or pineapple or whatever it might be and embedding them often unfortunately into a plastic. And Microworks does not require any plastic in its material to achieve the strength necessary to make it into finished leather goods. So really as, as the only grown biomaterial, we have a very differentiated position, again, one that allows us to engineer the material to work into many different applications. And I think puts us in the position of having a, a formidable uh, advantage in terms of quality and performance that will last and that brands have recognized and will continue to be the leader in the space. I was talking to Marie-Claire Daveur, the um, Chief Sustainability and Institutional Affairs Officer at Keering. Um, I mean by that that she looks after these things um, for a, one of the very um, important companies producing clothes at a high level. And she recently said to me these words, we need alternative materials to be part of these new solutions. What are the challenges ahead? What did she actually mean? You know, the industry right now is facing many challenges and the alternative materials space uh, faces challenges as well. And I think that the, the way to think of these challenges is that it is a, a challenge almost of vernacular. It is a challenge of, of old versus new. We think of the world in terms of leather and leather is a wonderful material. We think of the world in terms of, of leather uh, because it is the original performance material. But the, the world of luxury and fashion, if it's going to adopt new materials, it has to recognize that there is no one-to-one -one substitute for leather, right? That is, that is a, a, a logical fallacy that there can't be. Leather is a unique material and other materials just simply will not be leather. They are not leather. And the best brands, are, are they see this, right? And, and this is something we've shared with Hermes, um, a vision that we've shared with Hermes from the start. What we're building is not a replacement for leather. What we're building is complementary to leather. And not only is it complementary, but 
it might eventually have a larger market than leather. It might eventually be more important than leather. So the industry, while it has a major carbon footprint problem associated with leather, the solution is not necessarily to come in and substitute leather one for one with something else. It's to recognize where are there other high quality materials, which need to be new, right? Because the search for, for high quality materials has existed forever. This is not a new search. And the materials have to be new, therefore, and, and fine mycelium is one of them, what Mycoworks makes. But it's really about how do we take these materials to market, appealing to this new segment of consumers who want these materials, knowing that that segment will grow over time and potentially eventually dwarf the existing segments that value leather. So th this challenge, generally speaking, around sustainability is, is a very large one, and it's going to require uh, new thinking and I think a few years ago, this thinking was still fairly primitive, but we're seeing already, you know, in, in relatively speaking, a very short amount of time, you know, very quickly, that brands, you know, these big luxury holding companies, the carings of the world, recognize this and are moving in the right direction overall. Did I understand correctly that you are thinking that over the next five or 10 years, there will be an increasing amount of non-leather that it will actually pass over the figures for leather. It certainly seems amazing to me because, OK, science has brought the mushroom into the forefront and it's an important step forward. But have you got any idea of how the numbers will grow? Well, that's, um, you know, something I'd have to take my, my crystal ball out to really uh, venture a guess on. You know, the, the industry wants these solutions very quickly. So I, I don't think that the rate limiting step will be associated with demand. It's really going to be about how quickly can Microworks and others scale up. And I think Microworks is in a great place to scale up quickly because we control our production. We're the only fully vertically integrated biomaterials company uh, addressing this, you know, this material space, these alternative leathers. So we have a very aggressive plan to scale up. I mentioned earlier, we're building a very large factory in South Carolina and then have plans to build more after that. So scale is, is really what we need to achieve now. And that scale is predicated on quality, right? The, the main challenge so far has been achieving a very high quality, which Microworks has been a leader in and has been able to achieve incredible performance, uh, you know, with this fine mycelium material. And now our focus is on scale. And so again, you know, it, it, there, there are so many things that go into the real trajectory and growth rate of an industry like this. And uh, so long as, you know, we don't have some incredibly extended downturn in the economy here, I think we're going to grow very aggressively. And, you know, we're in a good position to even grow during this downturn, having just raised a lot of money before the downturn hit. So we're very excited and are going as fast as we can. I hear that you have some very serious investors in Natalie Portman and John Legend. Did they invest because they see the essential need for a sustainable alternative to leather? I think so. You know, both of them are incredibly smart investors, incredibly smart business people. And it, it was such a pleasure to share this Microworks journey with them and to have them understand it. And th they asked some of the best questions that I've gotten from any investors ever. They really understand this industry uh, incredibly well. Natalie, of course, is vegan um, and is very passionate about issues around that. And so I think, um, you know, her case here for getting involved with Microworks was, was very clear. It's something she feels strongly about and it's great to have her support there. And I think similarly with John, you know, John, um, 
just, again, both of them so smart. Um, you know, John seeing where this industry is going and where it needs to go, uh, wanted to be there on the ground floor. So it's great to have them involved. And, uh, you know, not only not only them, but MicroWorks has a, a large and very sophisticated investor base from biotech, uh, fashion investors, a, a lot of folks who understand these industries really well and are incredibly supportive. So we're thrilled to have such a great investor base at MicroWorks. Mushrooms really seem to have a, a world of their own, superpowers and chemical ingenuity. I know you can grow an entire hide out of this fungus. Is that the kind of thing you hope to create with Sylvania, that you could actually take an amount of mushroom and turn it into a really uh, efficient material that can then be used in all sorts of different ways? That's right. You know, the real sci-fi part of what we're doing with Find Mycelium is this, this tunability and the, the localization that we can do. Our trays can be virtually anywhere. You know, we can, we can build a facility that houses our trays, which again are stacked high vertically in a, a dark warehouse, essentially, that's climate controlled. We can put those anywhere. And so the ultimate vision is really as a, a new materials, you know, innovator and an advanced manufacturing company, one where we have all of the sustainability as, as table stakes, as the baseline. But what we're really able to do in having impact on the world is taking the sustainable platform and producing in tandem with our partners. So taking a plant and maybe co-locating it with a factory or a tannery that one of our customers owns. And they put in an order for a certain number of sneakers or handbags or whatever it might be. And we get that order at the same time. Our trays get fired up and we deliver that material made to order, made to specification just in time and it's wheeled across the street and turned into a finished leather good with very minimal waste. This is really where the power of mycelium is going to get unlocked around its ability to become many different types of materials in this tray, uh, but then to be, uh, to, to be done in a way that unlocks all of these efficiencies in the fabrication of leather goods. And this is where, uh, again, I think MicroWorks is going to have incredible impact on the industry is that we can take the sustainable platform and spread it and and have it be uh, dispersed and decentralized and allow our brand partners to take full advantage of, of really what would be a completely new supply chain for them. Is this return to a centuries-old skills created by Mother Nature something that is appreciated by people today who are looking back to a past which seemed much less violent than what we have at the moment? Or is the whole story really, primarily, to have animals go free? In other words, are people likely to continue with leather while others don't? Or do you think that the whole of the world will move slowly but surely into a world when animals are no longer turned into handbags? Well, you know, Susie, I think, I think it's an all of the above answer to that question. I, I do think that there will be a continued segment that wants leather and that leather is going to be something that 
might become more scarce because high quality leather is, of course, I mean, leather period is is a result of the beef and dairy industry. And the, the supply of leather is not controllable. It is determined by the supply and demand balance in the beef and dairy industries. So leather, it's, it's hard to predict without making a, a bigger prediction about where, uh, you know, overall um, meat and dairy consumption are going to go, which, you know, you, you see what's happening there in, in the West and, you know, you can make, you can make predictions there. Uh, but I think brands recognize that leather and particularly high quality leather hides that the luxury industry needs, these are becoming increasingly hard to source and there aren't any obvious ways to turn on additional supply there. So the industry is looking at how are they going to fuel their next 20, 30 years of growth? They've had this explosive growth over the past decades. And where is that natural material going to come from over the next couple decades? And that's where I think fine mycelium is going to play a role. And it's it's going to be a, a world where these natural materials coexist. And we we think that fine mycelium is, is going to have the most important role in the future amongst these natural materials. But I don't think it's one where leather is going to be excluded overnight. Mushrooms have had an extraordinary life. I believe it goes back a few, fourth, could it be 4,000 years? I, of course, only really see it going back to the um, period when it was used supposedly for happiness and it was some kind of natural drug. Is that kind of story still around or was that just something of the hippie dippy years. Has any of that side of it changed or has it continued? Yeah, you know, mycelium and mushrooms, they are incredible. And I have been, uh, since joining MycoWorks almost five years ago now, I have been on this incredible learning curve, understanding everything about mycelium and mushrooms, and I'm still on it. They, they continue to surprise. They are just incredibly fascinating organisms that I think overall we are still as a human race, still at the at the very beginning of even understanding. And the trajectory that mushrooms have been on that you describe, I, I think is is part of a much longer arc that my mycelium and mycoworks are a part of as well. The the formation of mycoworks, the roots of mycoworks, you know, no, no pun intended, in, in Phil Ross's art, you know, he was a trained chef. And then he was foraging for mushrooms. And then through learning about mushrooms, he learned about mycelium and recognized, hey, this is something that I can grow and I can manipulate and I can turn into different things, like as he described, like plastic. And uh, humans have for a long time recognized these incredible properties of mycelium. And Phil is one of the latest, you know, 20, 30 years ago through, uh, through his fine art to be one of these pioneers recognizing that mycelium, in addition to mushrooms having all of these incredible health and, and, and chemical and, uh, you know, even sort of sentient properties that have been discovered in the forest, mycelium also has these incredible material properties. So I think that we are really just still at the beginning of this mushroom or mycelium renaissance, and that this type of fungus is going to be something that we find is going to have impact on the pharmaceutical industry, the materials industry, and, and well, well beyond. Max Scullin, this is the most extraordinary story. Well, thank you so much, Susie. It's such a pleasure and an honor to tell you the story. I congratulate you, and I can't wait to hear the next page of your story. Thank you, Susie. Anytime. Matt Scullin, CEO of MycoWorks. 
Thank you for your fascinating conversation on the process of turning the humble reishi mushroom into a leather for the post-animal world, all from a laboratory in California. Join me again in September for my next series, where I shall be speaking to more interesting personalities from our fashion world. Creative Conversations with Susie Menkes is produced by Natasha Cowan, music by Jörg Zuber, graphics by Paul Wallace, and edited by Tim Thornton. To find my articles, visit susiemenkes.com and susiemenkes on Instagram. If you enjoyed the podcast, then please do rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can find me on all the usual channels.